0: This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Ty Butler, 98.7 ESPN. We're going until midnight. Sunday night football coming down to the wire. Chiefs trailing the Titans 17-9, to but are driving from midfield. Patrick Mahomes just converted a third and 17 with his legs. Looked like the pass rushers are going to get there. He eludes it. Runs for the first town, first down, picks up 18 to about the 50-yard line. So we have got 6.22 left in the game. And the Chiefs stuck on nine points so far. How about that Titans defense? Nine points. What if the Chiefs and the Bills both lose today? That'd be something, huh? We'll do a little NFL recap coming up once this game goes final. But top of the hour here. want to do a little potpourri. So uh, Jets win today. Twenty to seventeen, their biggest win, and you name it. Is it since twenty fifteen when they beat the Patriots in overtime? Is it since twenty ten when they beat the Patriots in the playoffs? Remember that year they beat the, the 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 Colts, they beat the Patriots, and I always play this what if game for Mark Sanchez. If he goes on to complete that run, he would have beaten Manning, Brady, Roethlisberger, and Rodgers all in a row. It would have been the greatest. Victory tour in NFL history, just as far as quality of quarterbacks, and that's an all time run right there. But the Jets picking up that win today got so excited, had a call to saying, I can see this team winning the Super Bowl. Hold up, brother. Can't see it, can't go that far just yet. Really good team, six and three in the best division in football, but. I don't want to get to the Super Bowl conversation yet. It feels a little premature. Zach Wilson looked functional today, played well, led by his defense and his rushing attack, and the Jets found a way to get that win today. Final score twenty to seventeen. The Giants on a bye. They'll be back in action next Sunday. The Jets will be off next week, and then they'll come and play New England in Foxborough the following week. So I'm looking forward to that. Could be a revenge game because the Jets do owe them something for what happened last week at MetLife Stadium. Uh, Here was uh, Robert Sala on the team feeling great at the half, even though they were trailing. Coming into the locker room. Had a chance to lap them. We had an awesome drive uh, going, obviously, the, the camera camera gate. But defense got the interception afterwards. We scored. Thought defense was lights out. I thought our offense. So just the time-consuming drives they, to keep those guys off the field, especially that last drive that led to points. Running the ball and imposing our will on them. Fourth quarter. Just couldn't be more proud of the uh, of the fight, especially offensively and defensively. I mean, just, our, just the absolute grind and strain to finish 60 minutes. Jets showed a lot of fight and it led to the biggest victory that they've had certainly all season long, and it's something that we hope they can build on. Uh, As far as the basketball is concerned, so the Knicks played last night, and it was what you expected, losing to the Celtics. They were on a back-to-back. They had won the night before. But for Boston, I mean, setting a franchise record for May 3s in a game with 27— uh, that's not what you want for a team that should be priding itself on defense with Tom Thibodeau at the helm. But for the Knicks, what I'm watching with them is that in a conference that's littered with stars, they don't have any of them. Like Milwaukee's rolling out Giannis, Phillies going with Embiid, Brooklyn's rolling out Katie and Kyrie, presumably. The Hawks with Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. We saw that at the Garden last Wednesday when they went off. The Cavs with Donovan and Mitchell. Last night, the, the, the Celtics with Tatum and Brown. And who are the Knicks giving you? I'm sorry. Rand- Randall's not a star. Brunson's not a star. RJ Barrett's not a star. That's no knock on them. They combined for, uh, what did they give you, 78 points last night, which should have been good enough for or a win if their defense had shown up. But those guys aren't stars. So, I mean, this is what we're going to see this year. The next four wins, Detroit, Orlando, and Charlotte are three of them. They are combined 7-23 and 23 on the season. 7-23. and 23, Those three teams are combined. And they happen to be the three worst teams in the Eastern Conference. And then their fourth win was against Philly and Philly without James Harden and Joel Embiid. A game that they almost lost at the buzzer. If, if Maxi converts on the three-pointer. So, losses to Memphis, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Atlanta, and Boston, it, those are teams with stars. The Knicks don't have any of them. Tomorrow night, they're in Minnesota before going to Brooklyn to play the Nets on Wednesday night. So, I think it'll be a season where the Knicks should absolutely, you know, contend for a, a top 10 spot to at least get into the playing around. But late in games, Who's closing for you? They're the only team in basketball without a twenty point per game scorer. That's tough. It's it's tough to win when you don't have a star. And Randle has played better. Jalen Brunson has been a godsend at the point guard position, finally giving them what they've desperately needed for a long time. But these guys are not stars. And it's a it's a conference, as I mentioned, that's littered with them. So it's it's gonna be tough for them to uh to to be one of the elite teams in the conference. So the reason why I just lost my train of thought, this game just all of a sudden got so interesting. So the Chiefs score a touchdown. It's now 17-15. to Going for two, Patrick Mahomes rolling to his right, incomplete pass, but there's a flag on the field, and both coaches look bewildered. So I can't tell who the flag is on. The officials right now are huddled up, having a conversation. I I saw the signal of a hold, but I don't know if that's on the defense or the offense. But 17-15, so this could be the game right here. And the call is being made that there's a hold on the defense. So Mahomes and the Chiefs, uh, two holds on the defense. Hard to to do. (laughs) Hard to get away with multiple holds on the defense. And now the Chiefs have been hit with an ineligible man down the field. Uh, penalty so it looks like all setting penalties we will redo the two-point conversion what a game this is 17-15 uh, Chiefs and Titans would be a big win for both teams both teams coming in at 6-2 and two. but yeah with the Knicks it's just it's tough and you hear fans calling for you know Thibodeau to be fired why are you gonna fire him with two years left on his deal Well, because he's not playing the young players. Tips is coaching for his job. He's trying to win games. And should Obi Toppin be playing more minutes? Sure. Quentin Grimes, when he's healthy, he played the other night, but it looks like he's hurt again. When he's healthy, is he going to be getting more minutes? Absolutely. But I think that it would help if there could be some security associated with his position so that it's not all about him just coaching for his job. Because I think the Knicks can be fun, We're watching R.J. Barrett hopefully mature into a star, Jalen Brunson as as a point guard, um, making things easier. But I also feel like it's a little odd because with Brunson and, and Randall being ahead of him on the depth chart as far as ball handling, it takes away from opportunities for R.J. to really be in control of the game. Like last year, we saw him with the Rockmore. Randall was having a, a miserable season. They were relying heavily on RJ Barrett to make things happen. But with Brunson now and Randall ahead of him, uh, him getting his, his touches is sometimes you go four or five possessions where he hasn't touched the ball. And that can't happen if you really want him to truly develop. So uh, it's going to be uh, a tough one uh, in that regard. So uh, another penalty. Chiefs have another chance for a two-point conversion. Patrick Mahomes is running into the end zone, and he just converted it on the third attempt. So the Chiefs have just tied the game at 17. 256 left in the fourth quarter. So now you get a shootout between Malik Willis and Patrick Mahomes to decide the winner of this game. Mahomes, he's a baller. That, that, That guy is awesome. What a quarterback he is. If only the Jets could have a Patrick Mahomes. Because the Jets had Patrick Mahomes we'll be talking about them winning the Super Bowl. With that defense that we have here. Uh so that's the next part of things. I mentioned the Nats they've won two straight games. They're now 4 and 6. Kevin Durant still looks awesome, but he's by himself right now. Ben Simmons has been hurt and Kyrie Irving suspended. So KD's pretty much got to do it all by himself try to keep that team afloat because, remember, they still do have aspirations of winning championship. Just came across this tweet from Mark Stein. League sources say there have been some strong voices urging Joe to back off the Nets' intent to hire suspended Celtics coach Ime Udoka as Steve Nash's successor given the considerable turmoil Brooklyn has already faced this season. Which, I mean, it's it's interesting because are you saying that had they not faced turmoil this season, this would have been more... You know, welcoming to hire a, a guy, an email Dork who's come with some baggage. It would have been more welcoming to do that if they didn't have turmoil this season. So, I mean, wh- what what are we saying? What is the standard here? Are we saying that they shouldn't hire him just because he's suspended and everything that he's gone through? Or is it because it's too much negative publicity? So that that's a, an interesting way to phrase things. Uh the Yastos won the World Series last night. Uh, here, here is what I'm here for. Praising Dusty Baker, who has suffered heartbreak after heartbreak in the playoffs, uh, did so 0-2 with the Giants, 0-3 with the Cubs, even last year in Game 6 against the Braves. He has had his share of moments in the postseason that just were gut-wrenching. And now he wakes up today with something no one can ever take away from him, and that is a World Series championship. He is a World Series winning manager. And everyone around baseball loves Dusty Baker. He's been around the game for the longest time. His players respect him. You heard uh, guys last night talking about they wanted to do this for Dusty Baker. So I'm here for the the Dusty Baker credit. What I'm not here for is, well, this obviously validates 2017. No, it doesn't. The Astros were cheating in 2017. Nothing is going to validate that. They were caught cheating in 2017. They won the title, beat the Dodgers, not fair and square. Now, does this go a long way in rehabbing their image? Absolutely, because they've they've shown to be the class uh, of baseball, going to the World Series in four four times in six years, winning it all twice now, six straight a- American League Championship Series. They they've shown to be the class of baseball. And it's something that you marvel at because it's, you know, they've lost pretty much everyone. Position players, they had three left. It was Bregman, Altuve, and Gurriel. And you still got some holdover, you know, with their rotation and Verlander and McCullers Jr. and even Presley in the bullpen. But Jeremy Pena winning the World Series MVP. Like, these guys just continue to... Find replacement guys to come in there there and have success. So the Astros, I mean, that's a fully functional, well-oiled machine, and they deserve a lot of credit for that. But now to the Yankees. You mean to tell me how Steinbrenner is sitting here today saying, yeah, we have what it takes to compete with those guys? I've got to listen to Brian Cashman and Boone say you know, we're right there after watching this World Series because the Phillies were an awesome baseball team. We saw that the offense disappeared, but that's because the Astros' pitching was elite. And then when the Astros, when it was time to win the series, they did. You, you think the Yankees are close to winning a World Series? You cannot sit here and think that. So Aaron Boone this week was on the K-show and was asked if the team has to be blown up to win it.
0: Does this have to be remade to get to where you want to go to ultimately win a World Series? No, no. No, no. we got to get better? No question. And part of that is you're missing some really key pieces going into a key series. That's part of it, too. It's like part of it is being a little bit whole going into the postseason to give you that better chance or to be on better footing. That said, what we went into the postseason, we still had a chance. We still could have won. We still could have got there. We didn't. We got too many good things going on within the organization, within our team. That. Certainly, we've got to augment it and make the right moves moving forward, make the right decisions moving forward. But we're very much, right now as we head into the off season, very much should be in the mix to be a championship contender next oh year. Oh,
1: my God. I am so tired of listening to that every, you know, at the end of the season every year, it's the same thing. You, You could have told me. That was what he said after 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021. It's the same thing every year. Let's stop blaming injuries. Every team experiences injuries. That The Astros lost Brantley. Teams experience injuries and find ways to get it done. Every year is some excuse. And look, I was someone who said that as far as the regular season was concerned, it was the best year that Aaron Boone has managed. Dealing with set injuries, dealing with the noise about Judge's contract situation, dealing with Garrett Cole having the worst regular season since he's been here, dealing with the bullpen being in shambles, the distractions with Chapman, and all that went into this campaign. The home run chase at the end and how that kind of served as a little bit of a distraction. I thought uh, Aaron Boone was was tremendous during the regular season. But in the playoffs, oh, my God, he was awful. And I got to listen to you tell me we're right there. Can you stop it? Can we all be honest? No, you were in the American League Championship Series, but you got swept, man, by a team that has just outclassed you every single year you played them in the playoffs. Stop with the excuses about injuries. We were not good enough. We weren't good enough. Our offense stunk. Our bullpen had too many question marks. I made some moves that I would like to have back. We were not good enough. They outclassed us in every facet, offensively, defensively, pitching, the rotation, and the bullpen. Just be honest. Your fan base is not stupid. More on this when we get back on 98.7 ESPN.
0: Now, what's next? Party! Party! Party. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: 57 seconds left in the game, tied at 17 apiece. And Mahomes airs one out incomplete over the head of Kelsey running down the right side. Uh, so this one is interesting here. The Chiefs had two timeouts left, 51 seconds. Butker missed a 47-yard field goal attempt earlier uh, in the third quarter. So he's coming back from injury, so you wonder, what's his range here tonight? What's his range? Titans almost got the the defense off the field, but converting on fourth and inches uh, were the Chiefs. Looks like Mahomes missed a wide-open Kelsey there. So they've got an interesting one on Sunday night to uh, to cap off what's been a wild day in the NFL so uh, I'm excited to see how this one finishes and another incomplete pass. I'm being told by Julian that one of the holding calls in the end zone was probably, probably should not have been a holding on, on the Titans. Uh, the Chiefs may have gotten away with one, according to uh, the producers there back in the control room. Is that what you guys tell me?
0: It just seemed a little suspect.
1: It <laughs> <laughs> seemed to like the three successive plays were called holding. It, looked, it feels like, I don't know, all the conspiracy theorists out there would be saying the referees are cheering for the Chiefs and rooting for them to win this game. Third and ten here. So they've got another chance to to move the chains, and they don't do it. So you wonder, now what do you do? you got to punt, right? You have to punt because you don't trust that Malik Willis can drive down the field in 43 seconds And then I guess you take your chances in overtime. But wow, what a game. What a game we have here. Just to finish the thought on the Yankees, let's be honest. Let's not be dramatic. Let's not be emotional. Brian Cashman and Boone probably should be gone by now. And it's not because they're not good at their job. It's not that they stink. It's just that sometimes people are good enough to get you to relevancy and contending, but not good enough to take you over the hump. And we've seen for 13 straight years, Brian Cashman has not been able to build a team that's able to, to, to get to the World Series, to even get to the World Series. And listening to Yankee fans talk about making the playoffs, I mean, the standard has changed. Like, we've had such a precipitous drop-off in what the expectation is. And it's not that every single year you should be winning the World Series. But to not have appeared in the the World Series since, since 2009, I mean, that's pretty shameful. It's pretty shameful. And Brian Cashman has not shown that he can build a team that's good enough to overcome adversity in the playoffs. When it comes to the regular season, he can get to 100 wins. Sure, no problem. He can make some nice trades. In the playoffs, it's the same story every year. Offense disappears, pitching not good enough, defensive miscues. Not buttoned up enough. So you can't be upset at a Yankee fan saying Cashman and Boone should have been given pink slips. It was never going to happen, though. Because I just think with How, I don't think that How, it's not that Howe doesn't love winning or is not trying to win. I just don't think losing pains him as much as it did his dad. Like, that's what we rave about with, like, Kobe and, and MJ, right? Like, they just hated to lose. They hated to lose even more, more more, than they wanted to win. That feeling of losing was such a stain for George Steinbrenner. It led to rapid change, and maybe it wasn't always the responsible move to make, but with how he's just more, you know, more chill about things. Like, okay, made the American League Championship Series. Is that a successful season? It's not a successful season. Because you brought in Boone to get you to the next level. And they still haven't gotten past where, where Cashman got them. So, or, I'm sorry, where, where Girardi got them. So, it, it's not worked out so far. And, look, what are you going to do next year? you got to retain Judge. And then that kind of limits you in what you're able to do around him. But the Yankees are going to have to get creative. Because you've got the Donaldson contract. You're going to have the Judge contract. You've got the Stanton contract. You've got the Garrett Cole contract. And it's gonna take away from the pieces around you, so you got to get creative with trades. And hopefully, some of these guys you can bring up from the minor leagues can have a, an instant impact. We go to Sal and Long Island. What's up, Sal?
0: Hi, long time no talk. What's going on, man? What's up? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. It's been a while since last time I talked to you. We're producing Saturday mornings for the Principal Radio. Oh, Dave my
1: guy, my guy, Dave, man. Yeah, it's been been a long time coming, but. Uh, Miss, miss doing that show with Dave. That's my guy.
0: Uh, I, re- real quick, uh, shout out to the company and all the Jet fans company, and congratulations to you on a huge win against the Bills. Didn't uh, see that coming, but big one. All I gotta say is oh, sauce, unbelievable.
1: <laughs> what a what a great player, man. What you got?
0: Right. So, uh, the Yankees. You were talking about the Yankees, and I'm with you. When I heard when I heard uh, Cashman and uh, Boone, they into. I mean, when I heard Cashman say it's not about results is about the process.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was, the uh, it was extremely foolish.
0: Ty, Ty, the process for how many years has
1: Has been horrible? Yes.
0: You know what I mean? And the results, and then our third baseman is going to be Donaldson next year?
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm what? actually upset that you reminded me about those because I had forgotten briefly about those comments. It's okay, the, uh, not about well, the, the well, results. I was, talking, I was
0: talking to your producer, and I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. Kyrie. He said you were on Yankees, but we got to be honest about the. I mean, the, Donaldson. They're talking about him like he was an MVP. When, when did he win the MVP? What year? Was that ten years ago? What was that? 20, I don't even know.
1: I think it was twenty fourteen, if I'm not mistaken. Twenty fifteen. Okay. Yeah.
0: Eight years ago, he's going to be thirty seven. <laughs> he can't hit water if he fell out of a boat, but he plays a decent third base. So he And they kept back. And what
1: what blew my mind was they kept batting him fifth. What exactly? They kept batting him fifth. It, what was a game one it, where it every what? every situation with runners in scoring position found him. And he just kept I coming involved. up. Oh, my God.
0: He's, every time that you needed a clutch at bat, it's him. And he's looking for the fences, which you can't hit. And he he just can't wait to flip the bat. I just, I mean, the direction and what Boone, the way he talked, he just sounds scared. And if, what if, let's talk about the elephant in the room. What if Judge goes?
1: Uh, if, if Judge goes, that's a mess, and then this is a completely different it's conversation. It's a wrap, right? It's it, a wrap, right? Yeah, it's a completely different conversation, especially because, and I appreciate your call, um, so Thank you. I appreciate the call, especially because with Judge having one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen, all it netted was one playoff round win, so now you subtract him from the equation, and we're going to do this whole, well, you can replace him with this. You're not replacing Aaron Judge. He plays a stellar right field. He's one of the best players in all of baseball, just holistically from defense and offense. He's an he's a great leader, which you need in that clubhouse. You're not replacing him. How do you get closer to winning a championship if the equation is removing, subtracting Aaron Judge? It just doesn't happen. We'll go around the NFL next, right here on ninety eight seventy ESPN.
0: This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Oh, yeah. Week 9 in the NFL. Let's go around the league, shall we? I will keep you posted on Titans Chiefs. That's headed to overtime, 17-17. So let's start in Atlanta where the Chargers were visiting the Falcons. Atlanta got off to an early 10-0 lead. And then Justin Herbert remembered who he was, 14 un- unanswered in the second quarter. So this was tied at 17-17 late in the fourth quarter. And Herbert orchestrated the game-winning drive. So the Chargers picked up the win, 5-3. They improved to on the season. Meanwhile, the Falcons, who were expected to be one of the worst teams in football, Kyle Pitts hasn't exactly lit the world on fire this year in year two, worked, like the way we expected uh, but the Falcons doing much better than many had thought. And they're 4-5 and five in second place in that NFC South division. Dolphins Bears, what an entertaining game this was. A lot of offense. Justin Fields, probably the best game of his career. 178 yards on the ground. That's right, 178 yards rushing for Justin Fields. Had multiple chances late in that game to convert. And, and either tie the game or take the lead. But the Dolphins' defense was strong and held them out of the end zone. Held them from getting a field goal to tie the game. So the Dolphins led by Tua and his 302 and three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill continues to be amazing. The Dolphins improved to 6-3 with a 35-32 win over Chicago. This next game, Bengals-Panthers was never close. 35-0 in the first half. That was the score. Uh, Cincinnati. I actually thought this would be a little closer. Because Cincinnati has, hasn't looked that great this year. Dealing with a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. But this was never close. Uh, it was 35-0 at the half. 42-21 was the final score. Cincinnati now 5-4 and four in the year. Meanwhile, Carolina, even with the uh, new head coach, uh, still struggling. They are now 2-7. and seven. Lions-Packers. Here's how you know you're bad. When you lose to the one and six Detroit Lions, Aaron Rodgers. This might have been the worst game I've ever seen him have. Not one, not two, but three interceptions, all in the red zone. When does Aaron Rodgers ever throw interceptions? When does he do it in the in the red zone, in the end zone? That was bad for Rodgers. For them to only put up nine points on offense, and I get they're dealing with injuries to their receiving core, and he's still not on. The best pay, or you know, the right page with those guys. Even their their rookie Dobbs went out today, but scoreless in the first half, nine points overall in the game, losing to the Lions. That's a disgrace. And I, you know, you guys know how much I love Aaron Rodgers. This game was on him. Three interceptions. It's on him and the lack of leadership, because too many comments about you know throwing his receivers under the bus and not having. The leadership he needs to get them to the next level. I mean, the reason why like people keep asking, "What's your relationship with Lafleur?" "What's your relationship with Lafleur?" It's not good when we have to consistently ask you about your relationship with your head coach. And this is a team that should be a lot better. They started three and one. They've lost five straight games. Five straight. Aaron Rodgers just got a big contract, and they're three and six, and probably going nowhere in the NFC. That's the only thing that's going to save them. Is that the NFC isn't all that good. So that'll probably keep them in it for a wild card. But, I mean, you look at their upcoming schedule. They still got to play the Eagles. It's not good for Green Bay. Meanwhile, the Lions improved to 2-6. Patriots, Colts, another game that was never in question. Uh, New England dominated. Matt Jones, uh, for the offense to put up 26 and Matt Jones to only throw for 147 yards tells you all you need to know about where he is and how important he is to that offense. Uh, But the Colts, what a mess this is. Frank Reich. I mean, every year it's a new quarterback they're trying to plug in. Phillip Rivers, this year was Matt Ryan, who got benched. And still no results that have been netted in a positive fashion. So, coach dropped to three and five. The Patriots improved to five and four. Vikings commanders. So, Minnesota actually trailed by 10 late in the fourth quarter before scoring a t- uh, two touchdowns. I'm sorry, scoring thirteen points in the fourth quarter. They were down ten. They were down seventeen to seven. But they kicked the field goal as time expired to win this game 20 to 17. The Vikings. Hello, Kevin O'Connell. Into the coach of the year conversation. They're seven and one. Meanwhile, the commanders, who had been getting a little hot, down to four and five. The Raiders. Uh the Raiders Raider today. Anyone love blowing 17 point leads more than the Raiders? Came across this stat on my Twitter timeline. Uh, number of games the Raiders lost after leading by 17-plus in 628 regular season and playoff games before Josh McDaniels had arrived. Three times. So only three times before Josh McDaniels had arrived did the Raiders blow a 17-plus point game lead in the regular season and playoffs. Number of games the Raiders have lost after leading by 17-plus in eight games with Josh McDaniels as head coach. Three. For the third time this year, they blew a 17-point lead. This one comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now the Raiders pretty much out of it. At 2-6, the Jaguars improved to 3-6. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams quite good today, but they just don't have enough around Adams. And defensively, they were just a mess in that second half. They were scoreless. Meanwhile, the defense surrendered 17 points. How about Pete Carroll Seahawks another coach of the year candidate anyone have the Seahawks at 6-3 and three through 9 weeks with Geno Smith having the best season of his career how about 275 yards and 2 more touchdowns for old Geno Smith as the Seahawks beat the Cardinals 31-21 to Arizona continues to be a free fall that Kyler Murray contract are in year 1 not aging well yikes Rams Buccaneers uh, this was a fun one Unless you were a Rams fan. Uh, so the Rams had a lead late in this game with how much time was left uh, when Brady scored the touchdown? So it was 44 seconds left when the Bucs got the ball at the Tampa Bay 40 after a punt. No timeouts. Brady drives them down the field. They get a touchdown, they win the game. And it is a heartbreaking loss for the Rams, who had been in control all game long. And the Bucs have just been an awful team so far this year, but they scored 10 unanswered in the fourth quarter, including that game-winning touchdown pass uh, from um, Brady uh, to Cade Otten to win the game. And the Rams suffer a collapse. Super Bowl hangover. My hot take before the season was that the Rams were going to miss the playoffs. And so far... I'm looking pretty good. So the Rams fall in that one. They are now... Three and five on the season. Meanwhile, the Bucks at four and five are tied atop the NFC South Division, with the Falcons at four and five for first place. What a bad division that is! Thursday night, the Eagles uh, beat the Texans. It was close until the Eagles pulled away late, twenty-nine to seventeen. The Eagles stay undefeated at eight and zero on the season. And the one game we haven't talked about was the game that we started the show with and spent about two hours on. And that's the Jets and Bills. The Jets with a twenty to seventeen victory at MetLife Stadium. Over Josh Allen and the Bills. The defense made Josh look a little pedestrian. 205 yardage. 18 of 34 from the field. Two interceptions. Could have been three. There was a pick that uh, Whitehead dropped in the third quarter of that game. Uh, That could have also been his third interception. He fumbled the ball, but he did recover it. So the Jets just made him all types of uncomfortable today. And they were able to get that win. The final game. Uh, On the slate for today, we are watching right now, and that's Chiefs-Titans. They are in overtime, but the Chiefs are in the red zone with a chance to uh, take the lead here in this game. Uh, Looks like Mahomes has, what is this, first or second and 10 from the Tennessee 11. No, no, first and goal uh, from the Tennessee 11. So Mahomes with a chance to put the Chiefs on top been a great game down to the wire that Chiefs defense uh, that Titans defensive line is playing really really well though so I'll keep you posted once this game goes final if it does uh, before we get off the air final game on a slate tomorrow night Monday Night Football on ESPN you have the Ravens led by Lamar Jackson taking on the Saints Ravens come in at five and three the Saints come in at three and five right now the line is Baltimore minus one and a half so there is your week nine slate We get back, we will wrap up with phone calls, 800-919-3776. Maybe we'll have a final in the Sunday Night Football game. It's Ty Butler right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.